boxing lessons have been brought to you by Hilltop Cafe, 233 Upshur Street, Northwest Washington, D.C., 20011. Home of the best fish sandwiches in the U.S. and the best vegan and vegetarian food ever. Yes, I'll say it again. Home of the best fish sandwiches in the USA and the best vegan and vegetarian food ever. Hilltop Cafe, 233 Upshur Street, Northwest Washington, D.C., zip code 20011. Please tell Gerald Rashid sent you. This podcast has been brought to you by H&H Real Estate Investment, LLC, where we buy your house as is, no commission or closing costs, as soon as two weeks. Yes, we have you closing your deal in two weeks. Please contact 202-793-9719. The number again is 202-793-9719. H&H Real Estate Investment Group, LLC. Hi, my name is Keisha Braxton with Exit Deluxe Realty in Chevy Chase, Maryland. Have you ever wondered what it takes to buy or sell a home? I have the answers for you. Please, by all means, any means necessary, contact KeishaBraxton.com for all of your real estate needs. For more information, go to K-E-C-I-A-B-R-A-X-T-O-N.com. KeishaBraxton.com. Thank you. Boxing Legends. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a special guest tonight. We have two-time world champion Keith Holmes, ladies and gentlemen. Two-times world champion and the first vegan world champion, Keith Holmes. How's it going today, brother? All is well. Can't complain. Never complain. How you doing? Doing good, brother. Man, um, one thing, brother, I've been observing you for many years since I was a little boy, man, and uh, um, I had the utmost respect for your lifestyle, you know, with the way you conduct yourself and the way you take uh, 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 the love of self so serious, you know. Uh, um, it's many boxers who left the sport and 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 after they just abuse themselves, and you 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 take to heart how important health and 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 and. The temple is, you know, you always emphasize. I remember seeing you at the fights, uh, but when I used to drink, I'm six years clean now. But when you used to see me at the fights, you was like, hey, bro, you need to put that thing down. You've told me that many times. Put that thing right. down, brother. Come on, man. You're abusing yourself. You're, you know what I'm saying? And, and at the time, I didn't know you was a vegan. I didn't know nothing about it. I just knew you, you know, you was clean. You, you know what I'm saying? You was well kept, you know, and, that you know what I'm saying you had to glow, but I didn't know anything that you was vegan at the time. But uh now that you know when I start following you on social media, I start seeing, you know, how your lifestyle was. Um wh- when did you start boxing? Uh when I was about six years old. Okay, wow. Uh, 
it started out in the southeast DC, uh oh Mount Sheridan Terrace and uh, you know, I, I went to the I, I started my first uh trip to the camp and uh you know, boxing in Northeast. Okay. What, yeah. what, so you which area did you come from originate from? Uh girl, actually, you know, um, I, I, I'm from two parts of D.C. actually because I was back and forth. My mom was in Southeast and my grandmother was in uh, Northeast. So uh, even as a young kid, I was back and forth. But, you know, that time, man, at a young kid, I was kicked out of elementary. <laughs> and so, you know, they, they, they would keep me out of one elementary in Southeast and I would go to Another time was in you know in Paradise, Mesa area. Okay. Then I would go go back on the other side to Bernie and get get in fights and get kicked out of there. So that was they me all around at that time. Okay, wow. I didn't know you. I, I've always known, heard you known from being from around Paradise and Mayfair area. I didn't know you was also in the southeast area. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And my mom, that, that's my. I got I got a whole big family in southeast man that I love. Just like I love my Paradise family. Oh yes, indeed, yes, indeed, man. Uh, how many amateur fights did you have? I have a, I had over seventy five amateur fights. Okay, and in your trainer, in which gym did you come from to train at? Originate from? Kenwood Parkside uh, Boxing Gym. Uh, people they know the DC area, they know where swimming pool used to be in Kenwood, and so I, you know, I was growing up in Paradise, I used to walk across the creek. You know, and uh, uh Ken, Kenny Mallard. Oh yeah, boxing at the time. Yeah, I remember Kenny. Uh, yeah, yeah. So that's you know, we had a we had a nice little fleet, and at that time I was fighting right handed. Okay. Um, and I started off, I was like seventy five pounds, and you know, everybody in the gym was better than me. I just was a, I just was more of a street fighter. But uh, these guys at heels like Clementary, uh, Chico, Ronald Bird. Uh, uh, you know, uh, Sugar Joe, Doc, Metcalf, Rico, all them guys was really good, you know. And, uh, you know, I came up under them guys, so I just, you know, put a lot of effort into it, you know, stay in. Who, who was your local rivalry during your amateur career back then in D.C.? Uh, I really, I, I, when I was young, I really didn't have no rivals. Um, because you know everything was happening, everything was happening so fast for me. Because uh, after I got out of uh, the, the the smaller ages and I moved up, I think I was like 147 pounds. I was like mixing. I was in the streets and I was boxing. So everything was so fast for me. So and then at that time of my career, I probably I probably fought about 15, 20 fights with like 15, like 17 knockouts. Yeah, I heard. knocking. Yeah, that's what I yeah. heard about so, you, man. Yeah, so uh, all of those fights were were uh, like real quick fights, and and it really didn't build up to be no right. Okay, you know? not, not not in my you know how I, how I see it. Right. Um. So you turned pro in '89. How was that transition from the amateurs to the pros for you? Um. It was actually uh, a quick decision that I made, and uh, it was it was like okay, you grew up in the areas that I grew up in. You, 
it, you kind of make decisions based upon your, you know, your situation. Right. And uh, looking at the Olympics, you know, the Olympics was coming around that time or came. And, you know, I, I skipped those and, and just decided to go forward because I, in my mind, I was thinking of guys in the project, they already got these guys picked, you know. Right. Even if you, you, you get in the ring with these guys and try to go fight, if you don't knock them out, they, they already picked. Right. So I just was, I was, I was just, uh, and then I was influenced to turn pro at that time. And it was best for me, you know, and uh, I, I, I won't, I won't get the back for, you know, to save my life. Man. Right. It was a great decision. So, um, I interview all the fighters, a uh, few of the fighters in the past, man, uh, like Sean Bay Mitchell and, um, uh, who else? William Joppy and each and all those great fighters all talk about how much punching power you had when, if you, if you sparred, you had the tremendous punching power. Uh, what what was the secret behind that punching power? What 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 where you think you developed it from, and what what is the secret to, to make you have that punching power like that? I would tell you the honest truth, man. Uh, it was it was something that I I, I developed in, in in street fights a lot because I did a lot of street fights, mm-hmm. and uh, you know whether it was in in the neighborhood, outside the neighborhood, I, I didn't do a lot of street fights in when it came to my neighborhood, man, Red, a guy named Red, a buddy of mine, like a family member, we fought a lot. But other than that, but a lot of my fights was like in Paradise or in, in the city, like these right. different parts of the city. And I was actually, you know, uh, fight a lot of bullies that were bullying other people. You know, and I would take the, the challenge of, and I was a little guy, a little skinny guy, but I, I would take those challenges. I hated those kind of people, right? Mm-hmm. So, me fighting along with the boxing, I just watched people like growing up Hagler and Hearns and how they was punching and stuff like that. And I noticed like in boxing, in those herbs, a lot of people slapping. Right. They were slapping. They couldn't really turn their punches over. So, I was always making sure I was with enough. Right. Even in, so, I think that's where it developed, man, to be totally honest, man. I, I can't tell you that I put no no special efforts in it. It right. just happens. Cause I watched yeah. I watched a few of your videos when you be in the gym training, and I can see the leverage on the punches, how you twist and, and pivot from each punch. It's like you know, and you and you you definitely fundamentally sound when you throw your punches. I can see that just from you hitting the bag. I was like, wow, he twists his body, put pivots all in his punches. He put his whole body into it. So I did notice that when I watched you hitting a bag on a few videos I saw a few years ago. So you definitely fundamentally sound. Even when I watch your fights, I could see the same thing. So. Right. Well, you know, John Mack can do all that stuff right now today. And, uh, and just as well as I did him back then, I can do him better. And actually better because uh, I'm much smarter. Uh, right. Than was like then you know you become much more mature right so you know when i'm when i'm in the gym like i'm always working out i'm always still practicing how to to plant those punches properly and i see him man i was like yeah he he focused he definitely targets in on how he his punch punching placement is and everything i i've been observing you brother man i've always looked up to you for many years man especially with with the lifestyle uh and on that note i wanted to mention um, 
what what year did you go vegan? Uh, uh I was practicing it like even ninety four because my father in law was you know he was he actually the one that tricked me into it. Okay, by, you know making uh he, he had me come over his house and uh, and when I went over there he he had made some spaghetti but I knew he was a vegan I was wondering why he's making spaghetti for me right After I got finished I was so. It tastes so good, and I said, "Man, why would you make me spaghetti like this?" And you're vegan. He said, "That was that was vegan too." And that's right. And once I realized that I can get that same taste and and live much healthier, I don't. I think I never, I never took a no practice. Right. I started going towards that way. You know, and and even though I've been working on a vegan lifestyle, I always said, uh, because I'm still growing, mm-hmm. I'm always want. To even be better in the vegan lifestyle, like at some point in my life, eat totally wrong. No cook, no cook, less Okay, yeah, I, I did that last year for like two hundred and twenty days. Man, I felt uh-huh. great, man. I did it for yeah, two hundred twenty days raw. And man, that's yeah. a that was a wonderful feeling, man. It's, it, it, it's a different frequency altogether, you know. Right. Yeah, man. I, I advise you, man. Just take this advice if you can, man. Never turn backwards from that. Cause that yeah. was a, that was a I know. turnaround. I know, man. The whole, the whole year, and you, you backed me. I backed off, yep. I backtracked it. My wife took me to a vegan restaurant, and I ate some cooked food, man, and been back yeah. since. But I, I've been I've been doing juicing, you know, like 30 days, uh, detoxing, juicing, doing that. I did that, like, uh, the first 20 days, I did it for the first three months. The first 20 days, and then I went back to eating food, you know what I'm saying? But you know, for the first from from January to March, but it's nothing like that raw feeling, man. That was another level, uh-huh. brother. That was another level. Uh-huh. Hey, so man, how was that feeling on March the thirteenth, nineteen ninety six, when you won the world championship, the WBC world title? How was that feeling, brother? Uh-huh. I'm sorry, Mar- I said March the oh, March the sixteenth. Yes, you're right. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, man, one um, one day I was I was we was walking in the mall in Vegas. We were somewhere in Vegas or somewhere. Me and my trainer. Okay. And then a couple of years after I won world title, and my trainer is coming. Man, why are you not asking me and I said, what you talking about? He said, man, you, you won the world title. Man, you don't even act like that. And that's the first time it really hit me. Because it was like, my career, I, nobody can ever tell you that I think I was going to be a world champion. I always thinking to win. And I knew winning right. was great at a point. So, so through my whole career, like, uh, before the championship and, uh, like, 92, 93, 94, when everything got serious, but in the middle of all that, I was going through a whole lot of stuff in the street. Mm-hmm. But uh, in 93 and 94, I fought 16 times, man, with, with 12 knockouts. Wow. And so, at, at, you know, at that time, it was like, when I got up to the championship level, my lifestyle had totally changed. I was more of a boxer, and I was finessing the game, uh, understanding, like, just the higher level, so you know, it's more, it's different. So me feeling that the world, the championship level became so much more that it is and still hit me today. Not 
in the ring when I won the championship. It, I, 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 it was just another win for me with a with a trophy. Right, right. Yeah. I so, think that it hit me a couple years later. In that same uh, instance, when you lost the world title, but gained it right back from the very same person you lost it to in your hometown, how was that feeling? Well, the feeling is like it, 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 it went in the record books because uh, I, I became the 16th middleweight. I mean, in history, to retain the title back from whom I lost it. Uh, when I when I brought it back to DC, like in my mind, I knew what happened in front. Right. I knew that my camp, not everybody in my camp, but my camp took a pot because we weren't we supposed to go over there for at least thirty days, and I was only over there for four or five days. Right. And I was jet lagged, things that nature. Even though as a champion, I feel like I pulled the fight off. I had something to prove to this guy, so I told him it sounded out. I was going to knock him out the next time we fought, you know, and I was going to get my belt back. And, and no matter what he was bringing, I never, ever felt uh, like I was uh, not going to get that belt back. Right. Not no, not near around. I was so, dead, man. You know, uh, yeah, I just, I just made mistakes in my career, man. Like the first fight I lost in '89, that was yeah, when he didn't and this fight against Ron Hammond, I had him knock out every time he cut the round. So I stood in the middle of the round one time. The round can't be over. Right. And they were saving him, man, up at the Blue Horizon. Man, everybody knows up in Philly. Up in Philly, yep. Yeah, they was robbing Yes, they was. Yes, they was. Yeah. And then I was going to France with a, with a, with a bad decision because, you know, we didn't go in enough time. Right. You know? and, and, oh, but when they brought it back here, it's something about this DC crowd that right. it's, it's like when your mentality kicking. You grew up around all these people, and these these people ain't never seen you get your butt whipped. Right, so that wasn't going to happen. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> man, I was dead. Man, you crushed him. Man, you ain't you crushed him. I was like, dang, he put the he, you beat him yeah. down, man, severely. You mean you right. you, you said right. what's going? It wasn't getting the judges ain't even, shouldn't even been there. You ain't need them that day. Nah, nah, nah. I wasn't gonna do that. You know, but uh, it, it, it was a great feeling uh, being at you know the Verizon Center or the MPI Center at that time or whatever. But uh, it was a blessing, and then you know to be on the undercar of one of the biggest promoters uh, in history for Don King, nobody what they say about it. That's facts. Still was one of the biggest of all time. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Yeah. So um, now I want to talk about history again. Uh, the, break down how you felt during that time of that tournament, the middleweight tournament amongst you, Bernard Hopkins, William Joppy, and Felix Trinidad. The world was all watching you guys during that time frame. Just, you know, because nothing like that happened since Hagler Hearns. Actually, it was no tournament that happened like that. Right. So, right. so how was that feeling to be in the center of boxing at that moment? Uh, it, was a, it was a great feeling. Um, um, that was, but to be totally honest with you, man, that was the worst feeling that I had going into a fight. Since, since uh, I started being serious in the career, in my career, back, which was back in like '91. Okay, that's when I really 
boxing period, 91, 92. Mm-hmm. But that was the first feeling because I was going through so much. I lawsuits and, and you know, uh, I just, just won a lawsuit from Don King. But then, man, him got the argument like two days before the fight. Oh, yeah. And, um, yeah, so everything. That could distract camp, you. Yeah. Yeah. My camp was still, it wasn't, every fight I made sure I got over 100 rounds of spawn. But for the Bernard Hopkins fight, I had about 35 rounds of spawn. And so, you know, everything, it's a mind thing with that also. You want to get in and you're going to fight because, you you know, you're not a coward. You, you know, you, you're resilient and you, you, you're going to make sure a person respects you. Right. But when it comes to the skill level, the, 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 the energy level wasn't there like it should have been. Right. Because I, I hadn't fallen on the fourth. Right. So he's shot. Yeah. The lawsuit with Don King, I was out of the ring for almost two years. Wow. A year and a half at least. Wow. Yes. Yeah, you was cold, basically. Uh, man, I'm telling you, it's kind of everything was all. Yeah. You know, even in farm, you know, right. farm was like I was knocking out. It, 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 it wasn't like to be like it was in my previous camp because last time I fought before I fought him was the Robert Kraken fight over in France. Right. And knocked him out, stopped him in like 12, 11 to uh, 12. But I was over England. I had to get adjusted to that. I was over there for like 30 days and, you know, took him out. But coming back to the Bernard Hopkins fight, I hadn't had no fights within like 14 months. But now you, I had just got out of the ring. You, you know like, what? You can months. see that, man. You could see that in that fight because I can tell you wanted it. It was your timing was off. And yeah. and you wanted to, you could you wanted to pull some shots that you weren't able to pull. You you can you can see that though. I, and, you know, thinking yeah, back on it now. I was like, what's up? Yeah. You know, why Keith ain't letting it go like he usually do? But, you know, you, you was rusty. I can understand that now looking at it, you know, now hearing it from you. I didn't know. I was wondering why you was you weren't able to pull them. It's just like, it felt like your hands were tied behind your back sometimes, you know. Yeah. So, so. But, you know, a person on the outside, they can always give their opinion. Yeah. You know, but that's all it is. That's all it is. Yeah. Because if you're not, uh, 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 if you don't know the sport. Exactly. You're not. You really can't say what you would have done or what you. Oh yeah, you can't. You can't. One thing one of the greatest basketball players of all time, Michael Jordan, left the game and came back and couldn't hit the floor. Yeah. Remember his legs. Was, it, yeah. Timing was off. Exactly. And as a fighter, I noticed that. I knew that it's something beyond boxing. Right. You know what right. I'm saying? Because I've been through that situation before when I went to nationals and. You know, I'm going through something, just couldn't get 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 my timing right, or you know, the training wasn't working out right during that time. I've been there, so I know the feeling. Even gym, you know, even just going to the gym, spawn, you have days like that too, you know. So, so um, that tournament back then, do you think in the state of boxing now? Should they have a similar term where you got Canelo and you got the uh, Charlo brothers and uh, you think they should do something similar today you th- to, to determine who the best of the best? Oh, yeah, I, I think that those are all great players. I think they all should come in contact with each other at some point. And that like, happens. It shows you the best. 
president now. I think those guys were set up set apart from the other people. Um that and, and their weight class to show that before world champions coming against these stuff and uh saying who's gonna come out on top. You know, I think that's great. And at, at some point everybody should get a rematch, you know what I mean? Right. Even though I didn't turn out that way. We can get a rematch. You know, but I can talk a lot of folks. I had a match, but I never even tried. Yeah. Not even. So going into that fight, uh, I, I I found out like uh, the reason why was Bernard first was neither Bernard or Trinidad didn't want to fight me first. I can believe that. But they took the coin and Bernard lost the coin. Wow. Wow. And then I considering me. And Bert Sugar, one of the great uh, um, uh, guys that analyzed boxing, I was just middleweight at that time. You know. Yeah, uh, man, I, I know I know a lot about your story, man, and you know what I'm saying. Uh, we 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 I'm not for that far from you, man, and I I know you know. I I, I remember the transition, you know, the humble, the, the positive transition from how you came, yeah. you transitioned from the streets to adjust to the the man you turned out to be today. Mm-hmm. And you know what I'm saying, and and I've been around you with in in the in in the neighborhoods and to have conversations with you around my neighborhood, and you the same guy there. You know what I'm saying. This is you, hundred percent, all the time, positive, righteous, teaching the youth a better way. You know, and 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 I I wanted wanted to ask you another question about uh, you know, observing the young fighters of the day that's out here drinking. There's champions. I saw a champion. I won't say names. Champion drinking for their birthdays, and you know, uh, uh, what what advice would you give them? You know, what I'm saying in terms of 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 health, the health is wealth and conditioning, keeping their body healthy and clean, and why it's so important to uh, preserve. You know, what I'm saying. One thing for certain, I've watched. I've seen the power and I've my I've seen red fighters doing to try to take something from you too. You know, so I've watched great fighters come out of this city that create from alcohol. Right. You know, from sort of man. And if they think they can they can do it because they're different, hey, yeah. your body is created the same way, man. It's exactly. And those punches you used to get take, you ain't gonna be able to take them all the time. Exactly. That's a fact. Yeah. And, and I'm and observing you, man. You you what fifty now? Fifty plus? Fifty one years old, man. You look like you thirty something. You hit the bag like you thirty something. You run every day. Your skin's fresh. You know your eyes. Your eyeballs is white. You know the whole nine. And and you prime example of 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 that. You know of of preserving the body. You know what I'm saying. I, and a lot of these fighters need to look up to because I see them out here, man, getting drunk. Celebrating, enjoying the money. I can you can enjoy the money. There's so many ways you can enjoy uh, a, a, a fun lifestyle and a healthy lifestyle without having to destroy yourself. Of course, of course, because we basically all the money you make is going to be spent by somebody else if you ain't careful. That's real talk. And, and that's how I look at it. You put all this work in, you know, you, you hear some of the food is the most foolish thing with a person sitting, man. I'm building all this energy for my children. Okay, you're doing that, so you can give it to your child, and you ain't gonna watch. Make sure he do the right thing. You're not gonna be here. Exactly. 
Facts, man. And my whole thing is like I got a, I got a nonprofit of keep on boxing. This is what I want to teach how to the the technique of boxing and not to get hit. Right. And and and, and I can actually say there are guys that trained me that have taken more punches than they've created out my whole life. Wow. And I'm sitting too. You know, God. Oh, you really get hit on that. I ain't, I, I, you know, you have to be able to, you know, to the ring and not get hit that much, man. Right, you know? right. And, that, and I'm, I'm smart enough to know, like, not to let a person manipulate my mind by saying, well, you, you, you're a warrior. Yeah. But I walk out the room with three, four hours and, and two loads and all that. Nah, nah. that ain't happening. Nah. That, 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 that 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 ain't really the sport. That ain't what the sport was designed to be anyway. It was a hit and not get hit sport. Not to walk through punches right. and be a punching bag, you know. Right, right. You know, but you know, if you want to get the notoriety, you want to be like a John, I mean, like a, a Tor Gotti and all those guys, then be hey. Right. It's okay with me. Right. But right. I'm not I'm but I'm with you. I'm not gonna you know, and then the the gyms are for the trainers. A lot of training, but no teacher. Right. And that's the problem. That's real talk, because man. Because if, if, people, if people understand, like Papa Spur, Eddie Fudge, all those guys on, Manny Stewart, these guys had art. They had techniques on how to teach you how to hit and not get hit, how to use the jab, all these things, and box, box, box. The name is for the box. Now, you have bangers out there. Right. But even Mike used a good jab. That's right. And the jab is like a, the jab is like a miss, a a a foreign object now. It's not even being used in the sport today, man. All right, it's a viewfinder. It's it's okay to everything. Exactly, and I I'm five four, man, and I jabbed, I jabbed, and I stood behind it. Right, right, yeah. So you know, I mean, today, you know, we just, I just hope that these guys start to learn. They bring some teachers into the to their gym because yeah, of course you got a guy that might come to the gym that has good street records, right? You know, fight right, the street, but right. When you get into, it, it takes like they say I used to, uh, and on Showtime, Showtime used to call me the chess player. I don't even know how to play chess. They say I fought like I played play chess. Right, right, yeah, you did, man. They did. Yeah. Now looking on it, you did, man. Yeah, so you know, I'm trying to be an example. Uh, even uh, in, in the in the ring and outside the ring, trying to be a good example. I am a role model. You are uh, for, for you and the youth. You know, you are man. I can't. You are man. It, I mean, you motivated me, man. You inspired me to uh, join this journey, man. And I've been helping others. It's been six years That's for right. me, you know. So uh, and no turning back, man. And I just been passing on the torch that you gave out. You know what I'm saying? You probably don't right. know it from a distance, but. I've been, you know, I've been paying attention and I've been observing and I've, I've taken the, you know, the, 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 the information that you share and I use it for myself. So I appreciate you, brother, for that and enlightening others, man. Yeah, appreciate you spreading, man. Yes, it's indeed. all from the most high, though. It's, yes, indeed. You know, I'm, just, I'm just a vehicle for that, you know? Right. I can't go credit. I was just there, you know? So I got one more question to ask you, then we're going to close it up. 
I ask every champion, man, this question, man. What is the conversations like amongst the DC World Champions, the elite group of champions from this town? What is it like when y'all together having conversations? Uh, I don't know. I'm gonna tell you the totally honest truth, man. Uh, one of the guys, you know, one of the guys that that we was at each other throughout the whole career, man. We so tight and cool now. You know, it, it's just more, more than that. But and this guy, this William Joppy, William Joppy. Wow. You know, guy, man. Overall, he's right. the jealous. You know, if he, if he. If he come across something, if somebody needs something or something, he'll reach out to me and say, or he'll have people reach out to me, and that's, that's the type of spirit he got. And I was like, right. you know what I'm saying? But I understand. Like, we got tricks in boxing. Right. We, we, they put Peter, John King played Peter, Paul, Peter against Paul. Having people think Jobby was scared of me, and I was scared of Jobby. Right. Why would we be saying that we fought everybody else? Right. That's real talk. But they just didn't, it, that, uh, that promoter just didn't want to pay for that fight, man. Wow. You know, so, and then one of my real, real friends in, the, in, in this, you know, I got a, a, a few of them, but uh, 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 me and Andrew Council, we right. fought two fights. That's, right. That's my man. Yeah, wow. And y'all... our fight was war. Yeah, they war. was, man. They was, yes. Wow. And that is. If somebody asked me who was your toughest opponent, I say Andrew Council. Yes, yes. <laughs> and he from home, you know, and you gave and him I, two shots. Right, man, and you know, and so you know, I always got to spread my love through this young, young squirt that I love so much, and that's Mark Johnson. Okay. And I'm gonna just ask what we call out of all of us at the same time. I gave Mark Johnson best pound for pound at that time. Best pound for pound, Mark Johnson. Wow! Yeah, because that, no matter what, because he he was fighting, he was fighting a a, a, a type of he was he was in a in a in a world of a whole lot of egos and all that. And yeah, guys was coming. Yes, they was. And a lot, but we wasn't. You know, us being over at Don King, we were getting locked up for real, man. We get locked up in our contract. Uh huh. Much man, and that's why I have to give it. I gotta give it to him. Right, you know, he was stopping them guys to the body, you know. Yeah, mean? yes, he was, man. Yes, he was. And so, and no, I'm, 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 I'm honored to say who I thought all of us. Sean Ray Mitchell, man, was great, you know. And a lot of fighters probably wouldn't have beat him today if he did his top. Game. Right, yeah. You know, uh, Joppy was something to be reckoned with. Joppy ain't playing there, but. And 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 and, no, and Mark, so we 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 did really good. Y'all did, and man. I, and I, I'm thankful for that. Man, I'm thankful it, I was in that square. It was an honor, man, to have uh, you know, to be able to brag about y'all. You know, you know, in the amateurs, we was able to, you know, you know, consider DC the house, the home of champions. You know, was it was nothing like that nowhere else. So, you know, I thank y'all for y'all excellent performances that y'all put on during that time, man. And you and you raised the bar too, because we. I mean, we, people want to duplicate that again, you know, and I hope it happened, you know. Yeah, when you were when you're part of something that, like, the of it is four to five world champions at one time in one city. Yeah, that's mean. That never happened before. Never. It ain't, man. It ain't happened nowhere. 
But yeah, we we did. We should be thankful for that. Yeah, you should, ladies and gentlemen. The great Keith Holmes, ladies and gentlemen. DC Boxing Legends Podcast. Peace.